Welcome to Inner Life Online. This message was preached at Inner Life Church, Tullamarine, Australia. Hello and welcome. I'm so excited that you could join us and you made the time to be with us here at Inner Life. I'd love to extend a huge welcome to everyone that's watching, especially if this is the first time you're joining us for church. Isn't it exciting that we can still gather, we can watch together and we can experience God wherever we are. And I'm so thrilled. My name's Sonia and today I'm bringing a word I hope will stir your life. It will encourage your soul and it'll make you stronger. All of us, every single one of us experience all sorts of things in life. Sometimes things get out of control and we don't know what to do. Imagine being an athlete, a star athlete, and you've spent your whole life training, maybe to be in the Olympics, and you have worked for the moment that it comes for you to do your thing. You're going to race and run. You're going to do everything that you've been training and believing for. And this is a true story I'm sharing right now. How would you be? You're running, you have begun the race and you take off as a sprinter in the Olympics in 1992. And as you were running, unfortunately, you tear your hamstring in the middle of the run. And suddenly you realize your dreams have just collapsed in that moment. It's a defining moment for a man. His name is Derek Redman. In that moment, it's a crucial moment that he has to decide if he's still going to win, if he's still going to race, if he's still going to keep going. And you know what? He was wounded. But Derek, in that defining moment, decided like we have to do every single day of our life, to keep going. And suddenly with a torn hamstring, in this historical moment, his father comes down from the grandstands, gets alongside his son, and he limps his way right around, does a whole round uh, to, to win the race. And the crowd is standing in ovation, cheering him on, yelling and screaming with excitement. And you know, all of us have had moments in our life where we've had our hamstring torn. We've had something happen that has wounded us, but we have to decide to keep going because you know, deep within us, we are a winner. And I want to share a message that I've titled Wounded Winners because even when life throws things at us that we can't handle, that really wound us and hurt us, we can keep going. And Jesus knows exactly what that is like. He was wounded and the Bible says he had all the grief of the world. He suffered rejection, misunderstanding. He suffered such humiliation and yet he kept going because he knew he had a mission. And friend, today I want to share with you from a scripture in Hebrews 12 to encourage your life and to tell you that you are a winner. If you have been wounded by life, you are a winner and you can keep going. You can get up and your Father in heaven can get alongside you and walk you around one more time so that you cross the finish line. Isn't that exciting? Let's just pray for a moment. And I want you to believe, and I pray, Father, in your name, Jesus, that you might speak, you might heal, you might touch every person, Lord, that is listening right now with the knowledge of your love, with the healing power of your Holy Spirit. Let your word, Lord, heal our lives. In Jesus' name, I pray. 
And if you're watching, and this is the first time you've ever even heard about Jesus, Jesus is the greatest friend you can ever have. Because you know, when life is really bitter, when things happen that do hurt us, disappointments, failed relationships, misunderstanding, betrayal, these things can wound our mind, our heart, and destroy us and take away the fight, take away the going in us, the strength to keep taking the next day and keep trying again. And so in this scripture, we have this amazing statement. And the writer to the Hebrews was really dealing with the people that had lost so much and they were struggling, they were being persecuted, they were losing so much. And he encourages each one of them as God wants to encourage you today. Hebrews 12 verses 1 to 4. And I'm reading from the Passion Translation and it says, As for us, we have all of these great witnesses who encircle us like clouds. So we must let go of every wound that has pierced us and the sin that we so easily fall into. Then we will be able to run life's marathon race with passion and determination for the path has already been marked before us. We look away from the natural realm and we focus our attention and our expectation onto Jesus, amen, who has birthed faith, faith within us and who leads us forward into faith's perfection. His example is this, because his heart was focused on the joy of knowing that you would be his, he endured agony, the agony of the cross, and he conquered its humiliation. And now he sits at the right hand of the Father. Amen. He sits at the right hand on the throne of God. So consider carefully how Jesus faced such intense opposition from sinners who oppose their own souls so that you won't become worn down and cave in under life's pressures. After all, you have not yet reached the point of sweating blood in opposition to sin. So in this incredible passage here, when we feel hopeless, when we feel helpless, maybe you feel unloved, maybe you feel you can't keep going, you have been wounded, Something's happened in your life, or maybe several things that have really wounded you, pierced you. I've had that happen in my life, I think in every season, when I was single, when I was married, just married, when I had my first baby, when I've had illnesses come into my life, when I've had to walk through tough times, the seasons that you don't want to walk through. Those are important times in our life, not to weaken us, but to actually build us strengthen us and give us perseverance. Those are the days that are the most important as a Christian when you walk by faith, when you don't know what's going on, you're not in control. That's when God is so real. That's when he comes in and he fights for us and he shows us again and again of his amazing love. Jesus, when he endured the cross, what kept him going? was the knowledge that you were going to come to him. That's what drove Jesus to crawl his way to Calvary for us. And that means I can crawl my way, even if I feel like I can't, I can. I can because of what he did.
I can reach out and God can strengthen me. If I'll just call out, if I'll just reach out, He will come and He will touch me again and again. You know, there is no pit that you can find yourself in. No pit so deep. You think you're too bad for God? Maybe I have felt that so many times in my life. I wasn't good enough. I wasn't worthy of His love. But God, no matter how deep we feel that we have failed or we have let someone down, God's love can go deeper still. God's love will always reach us. All we have to do is just reach out to Him and He will come. He'll take us by the hand and He'll give us the push that we need to keep going. Some really great things about this passage. Where do you start? First of all, the writer says here in verse 1 that we have an incredible heavenly cheer squad cheering us on. So every Christian who's in in the incredible stands of heaven, who have gone before us, are cheering us on. Believers that have fought battles, that have pioneered and been trailblazers, that have fought for the gospel, some even have given their lives. They are cheering you on today. You're not alone. There's a heavenly realm, an unseen, beautiful kingdom of God, the realm around you, the realm where faith operates, the realm where God's supernatural power comes and instills in us the things that we can't understand the power to endure that comes from Him. And those incredible beings, those brothers and sisters who have gone before us are cheering us on. And so is our Heavenly Father. So is Jesus, who's seated at the right hand of God. He's cheering you on when you can't go on. He's shouting for you and saying, come on, come on, get up. Come on, take my hand. Let's do this together. And if that's where you are today, Believe that he's with you. He's cheering you on. It says focus and realize that we need to let go of the wounds. We must let go of every wound that has pierced us. And now I'm speaking to you, Christian, because, you know, you can go to church your whole life. You can plan Bible studies. You can even preach the word, but you can be a wounded soldier for Jesus. You can have a broken heart. You can be offended. And that's very poisonous to us. We can be embittered by the betrayals and the hurts of even Christian life. The things that we just don't want to admit sometimes. We can be wounded. And we can still continue to do the things that seem to be okay and Christian. But yet we're wounded and we're gushing out. We're oozing out within us with internal injury. And God wants to heal the wounds in our heart, but we have to determine to let them go. And I've come to the Holy Spirit many times in my life where I have been affected and wounded and I've had to say, Holy Spirit, heal my broken heart. Heal what's hurting in me and take away the pain. Take away the hurt. I've been hit. I took a hit and it's wounded me. It's pierced my heart. Only you and God know if that's the case. But you know, with any soldier or anybody in the military, even the police that go out, when they face a challenge, a battle, they have to protect their heart and their head. And that's what the enemy seeks to always destroy and attack the heart and the mind. And the Bible says that the devil attacks people's minds and torments them through lies and deception and sends fiery darts to actually obstruct 
the good, wonderful, powerful, holy thought life of a Christian. And so we have to take authority. And 2 Corinthians 10 verses 3 to 5 says that we can capture those negative, hurtful, demonic thoughts. We can capture them in the name of Jesus, take authority over them, and then we can hand them over to God and everything that pulls down the knowledge of God can be taken authority over so we can think good thoughts, grateful thoughts, holy thoughts, pure thoughts, and purify our mind. Because if we don't, those negative thoughts go down into our heart. And if our heart gets contaminated, if it gets infected, we then become bitter. And that affects everything in our life. And we're not fruitful anymore. We speak words of criticism and hurt. We pull down. We feel let down. And you can hear it from the words that come out. Jesus said, it's not what goes in that defiles a man, but what comes out of his mouth. And so friend, I'm saying today, let go of every wound. Let Jesus come and heal every wound that may have pierced your life. Because that will hinder us from being able to run. He says, the writer says, then we'll be able to run life's marathon race with passion and with determination. And passion is so contagious. Passion is so fantastic, it's invigorating. When you feel passionate, you're creative, you're alive, you're productive. You can be the best parent, you can be the best worker, you can be the best man, the best woman, when you are passionate and when you have determination to keep going. Determination that you will finish, determination that what God gave you, what God placed within you, what God gave you to do, to carry, you can do it. You're holding onto the baton and you are going to keep running no matter what. That's the perseverance that we need to have as Christians in this world. Because at every angle, at every opportunity, the world is telling us to be silent. The world is telling us to stop, to get out of the race. But we are here on this earth to run the race. And we have a race that has been clearly marked by God. We have a pathway that God has marked. And you know, if you don't know Jesus, you need to let him come into your life so that you can walk the path that God has incredibly carved just for you. Every single one of our days are written in a book. And that path is the will of God for us. And we can only know the will of God by coming to Jesus, by letting him take control, the steering wheel of our life, of our heart. And it's so exciting because when you are walking on the path, it's amazing the life that you'll have. You might still have challenges, but you have a peace. You have the knowledge that you're in the right place at the right time, that things are happening. Things fall into your lap. The divine favor of God goes before you, protects you, cares for you, gives you what you need when you need it. And that's an exciting place and path to walk on. Amen. And then the writer says here that Jesus has already marked, he's already overcome and conquered the fierce humiliation and the intense opposition. There is nothing that you have faced that Jesus has not faced a million times worse because he took the billions of sins of all mankind, every person who has ever lived and currently lives on the cross 
Jesus Christ, God's holy son sent from heaven, came and took the sin of all the world. He died and allowed mankind to punish him, humiliate him. And every fierce opposition, hell itself, the fury of hell came upon Jesus Christ. Everything, everything that you could ever have gone through has actually all been punished on Jesus. That's why we can't be angry at anyone for what's happened. We can't be angry at ourselves if we're wounded because Jesus has actually overcome. When he rose from the dead, dead, he victoriously broke the curse and the power of everything that can hurt you and I. Isn't that amazing? And so with that fierce humiliation, now on the other side of Calvary, he offers to all of us this amazing supernatural power. And it's the power of love. God comes down and loves us. And it's love that drives us to keep going. It's being compelled by the love of Jesus that gives me every day the will to keep going, to not live in my natural emotions, which are often so, so negative and can lead me to feeling so miserable. Have you ever experienced that? I'm sure you could probably relate to it. The writer says here, don't be worn down and don't give in. Don't cave in. Don't cave in when it feels like you can't keep going. Yes, there's pressure. Sometimes we don't understand and it's just got worse and worse and worse. And you don't know your way out. But don't cave in. That's the moment now. That is the moment that is building the greatest character in you. That is the moment that God is with you like never before. I know in my darkest moments, in my weakest moments, I promise you, Jesus was more real to me in those moments than at any other time of my Christian life. And that's why I love him. That's why I know I can face anything with him. Because in those moments, after 30 something years of walking with Jesus, he has never, ever failed me. Never. He's never abandoned me. He's never left me alone. That's the reality of walking with Jesus. That's the beauty of Jesus every day. We don't need to fear. We don't need to feel like we have caved in and we're done. We're never done. We're never done. While there is breath in us, God has a plan for you. He has a desire for you. He wants you to keep going. He wants you to take up the baton and get up again. No matter how bad, you may have failed or how bad it is you were wounded in the battle of life you can keep going don't ring the bell don't give up get up in the name of Jesus right now get up get up and keep going my friend because you can you've been empowered by the Holy Ghost you have the spirit of the living God the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead now lives in you. That is glorious. You cannot buy that. You have been given that freely from God. The thing is, you've got to want to take that power up. You've got to want and choose. Remember that when things happen to us, we have a choice of how it's going to affect us. I can let it wipe me out or I can let it wipe the floor. I can just throw that thing aside. I can lift it off me and I can say in the name of Jesus, get out of my way. I know where my path is and I'm 
sticking to the path that Christ has set before me. I'm not giving up and I'm not backing down. Amen. We need to run life's marathon. And you know, running is something that can cause injury. I used to run quite a bit and I love to run. I ran for about 10 years every single week, about 30, 40 kilometers. And after, after a bit of wear and tear, it affected my joints. But you know, when you are running a marathon, which I always wanted to, I had it on my bucket list. I want to run a marathon. I didn't get to do it. Maybe I still will get to do it one day. I hope maybe. It depends, I guess, if I want to. How bad do I want to do it? I do want to do it, so I think I will do it. But you know, when you run a marathon, you have to pace yourself. You can't just take off like a sprinter in a 400 meter race. You have to pace yourself in order to reach the finish line. And life is a marathon. However long our days are, we have to pace ourselves. It might be tough, it might be dark, it might be really high pressure, but you know what? It's going to change. It will get better tomorrow. And you know, then there'll come other challenges that'll come our way. We're never immune from the challenges of life because we live in a world that's decaying. It's dying every day. The only hope there is, is Christ himself. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. So the Bible says in Proverbs 4 verse 23, be vigilant to watch your heart. Be vigilant to watch over your heart. You must watch those wounds that come to attack your heart. Be vigilant. Vigilant means you never take your eye off the ball. You are aware of everything that's happening around you. You're on guard, you're alert. Be vigilant to protect your heart. Don't nurse those wounds, friend. Don't make friends with them and let them come and live in your heart because they'll destroy your faith. They will hurt your walk. Just deal with them, just let them go, just surrender them. It's so simple to let go of those things. And as I was preparing this message, I had an incredible vision of Jesus that when in Isaiah 53, there's a description of Jesus suffering and that he took on our wounds and our griefs. He bore on the cross all the wounds, all of the pain. He was humiliated, he was rejected for us. Jesus sweat blood in Gethsemane from his forehead. He was at the point of anxiety and blood fell. And when that blood came out of his body, he went through that intense anxiety and panic at the thought of having to die. He wrestled with the will of God in that garden of Gethsemane. And we might be there today. You might be at the point of wrestling and you feel like you're at the point of death. You feel like that is happening to you. Well, Jesus went through Gethsemane and shed his blood to give you power to overcome exactly that anxiety. Jesus had his face, his beard pulled. It says in Psalm 22, they pulled the beard out of his face. Blood came from his cheeks. They slapped him in the face. He went through that so that every time we are slapped in the face, every time we feel that our person, our character is being pulled out or pulled apart, we can overcome. He went through that. He shed blood from his face. He shed blood from his back. And the Bible says, and if you look up 
Persian crucifixion, which was the original creator of the crucifixion. And the Romans made it just a terrible way to die, a torturous way to die. The victim would have their back literally torn apart with the scourging, with the whip, glass and stone and bone at the end of it, literally pulling, attaching to the skin, pulling, shredding the skin of the person's back. And Jesus went through such horrific torture so that when you go through disease, when your body is sick, you can turn to the power of God and find healing. You can be healed in Jesus' name through the scourging that he took in his back. And we need to take healing to our wounds and apply what Jesus went through by faith. If you've had someone turn their back on you and reject you and wound you, he went through that too, so that you could overcome that emotion and that pain, that wound. His hands were pierced. He had iron nails, thick nails, approximately a hand breadth long, pierced into his hands. Those hands that were nailed, were nailed to that tree or wrists or whatever you want to believe it was. The crucifixion had his hands, his wrists, he was hanging. And his hands went through that terrible pain, pierced in that way. His hands were pulled apart by those nails so that he could hold your hand, so that your life could be put back together. His feet went through this incredible nailing as well. And the tendons, the most painful, crushing pain in his feet so that he could walk beside you. See, there's no wound that he can't heal. And finally, Jesus bled from the side. And John 19 verse 34 said that they speared Jesus to check if he was dead. And blood and water came from his side. He was wounded in the side so that you could get alongside and he could come, the wounded saviour could come and walk alongside with you today. Friend, you're not alone. And if you're hurting, Jesus is with you. Jesus can heal you. And Jesus has already forgiven you. He's given you his love right now to take a hold and the courage and the determination to keep going. You know why? Because you're worthy of love. Because you're not helpless. You're not hopeless. You're actually holy. You're chosen. You're accepted by God. You are loved by your Father in heaven. And that love was demonstrated in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. The value of your life is seen in the value of the life of Jesus, that he would sacrifice his entire life. God would give up his son. God would give up his most valuable darling of heaven, the Holy One, the Anointed One, Jesus, God's Son, the Creator, the first and the last. He would give him up and allow him to die, that death, to empower you and I, to fill us with the power of his Holy Spirit so that we can endure, we can persevere, we can have healing. And here's some points 
to move on from emotional wounds. Choose forgiveness today. Make the choice and the decision to forgive, let go. You know, the Hebrew word for forgiveness is to release. Release the person or the event that hurt and wounded you. Just let it go in the name of Jesus and keep letting it go because it might come back and you might feel that pain again. Just keep letting it go and committing it to God. Number two, reframe the past. Change the way you think about how you were wounded. Start to speak life. Start to pray for those that hurt you and give a new narrative to what happened. Let God change the way you think about it and start speaking life, not death. Proverbs 18 verse 21 says that death and life is in the power of the tongue. Speak life over yourself and stop feeding any negative words, retelling, rehashing that horrible thing that may have happened, that wound, because every time you do, it gushes out again and gets infected. So let God heal you. And the last thing, look forward. And the Bible says in Philippians 3, verse 13 to 14, one thing I must do is I look, I forget the things that have happened, I forget what's happened and I reach forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Jesus Christ. So even if you have to crawl, even if you're struggling to get up right now in the name of Jesus, forget what happened and reach forward and let God take you back on the path, back toward the finish line. And you can say the same words that Timothy could say when Paul said to him, Hey, Timothy, you are God's man. Hey, friend, you are God's man. Hey, beautiful sister, you are God's woman. Run from all the errors. Instead, chase after true holiness, justice, faithfulness, love, hope, and tender humility. So fight with faith for the winner's prize and lay your hands upon eternal life. Oh, wow, the eternal life to which you were called and about which you made the good confession before the multitude of witnesses. Amen. You know, in Jesus, you've been granted this most amazing life, and it is a marathon, and it's something that you are not alone. And maybe today you have never asked Jesus to come into your life. You've never received him. Well, he wants to meet you today. You have a friend that will love you, a saviour, who will give you healing, who will give you hope inside your soul and awaken every dream and vision that is from heaven in your life. You were made for a purpose and God wants to be a part of your life. He wants to walk with you every day so you're never alone. And then when this life ends, he promises you eternal life. Would you like to receive Jesus right now? Yes? Let me pray with you. And maybe if you're at home, and you have a wound, I'm going to pray right now for all of us together that by God's grace, you will experience the healing touch of Jesus and he will come into your heart right now. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you today that you have promised to give us your life. You have promised to give us courage and hope. And Lord, your love is available to anyone. And right now, for that person who is listening, who needs you in their life, 
I pray, Lord, that they might turn their heart toward you. I pray, God, that any wound, Lord, would be healed in the name of Jesus and that, Lord, we would set our heart and mind in determination to let go of the wounds so that we can finish our race, Lord. I pray you bless every person, Lord. And for those of you that want to ask Jesus right now into your heart, just a simple few words. Say after me, dear Jesus, I believe in you. You are God's son. Come into my life. Forgive me of all my sin and fill me with your love. Lead me every day in Jesus' name. And we would love to hear from you. We want to bless you. Thank you so much for being a part of today. And I hope to be with you again. Remember, you're a winner. If you've been wounded, you can be a wounded winner. Get up, keep going because God is for you and he loves you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you want to find out more, you can find us at innerlife.org.au.